Hen House, welcome to the Horny Rooster Podcast, featuring our good dear friend and the third man of the pod, Rainbow Hair. What's up? Rainbow Hair is back again. Back again. This uh this pod's gonna be a little different than normal stuff. We're not gonna we're not gonna give you the beers, we're not gonna do all that. It's kinda just you know, let it all out type of podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh it's a mental health podcast. Not just for us, but for everybody out there suffering. Uh yeah. I don't know how to really start so, this off. So, I mean, really, I like, it just kind of, I guess we'll just say, like, you know, it's kind of a topic that's come about, you know, every, obviously, you know, behind the, the funny faces and the funny pods where, like, people, too, would go through our own day-to-day shit that we don't necessarily put on blast on our pod, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's just, we felt maybe appropriate something, do something a little bit different, which is kind of how the topic came about. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, uh been suffering <laughs> yeah uh, past not even say month i've been suffering for a minute mentally reached out to colin reached out to rainbow hair about getting help and that's the next course of action talking to someone that isn't my friend a doctor probably I yeah mean, i guess that's probably where you get the stuff from yeah you know like a therapist or i mean i didn't realize that this like there's different levels like therapist is more communication and then i think Psychologist and I think psychiatrists are the ones who necessarily you have to go to prescribe. Yeah, yeah. psychiatrists mm-hmm. can prescribe pills, uh-huh. I think. And so therapists just ask you how you feel. Yeah, listen. Gives you like you know tools and shit to help cope with. Yeah, that like type of kind stuff. Of so what do you necessarily gun? feel like you're like suffering with the most right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, you got thrown in on this. I, I will say mental health for me to deal with it. I yeah, make jokes. Yeah. yeah, I think we all do. Yeah, we're gonna kill myself. <laughs> Maybe we're all depressed. <laughs> all right, wait. We're always hilarious. Oh, bro, I, I bro, did the, read something that when you weren't Graves, you were fucking. Like, yeah, almost. You know, it's like it on, spikes in depression. Being on Graves alone. Actually, do you know, like, working graveyard takes off, like, literally a couple years of your life? My I believe son's it. Dad was doing graveyard yeah. for probably about nine years. I believe then, it. You you sleep less, you develop different yeah. habits. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. You're going against your not natural. Your body's well, natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you literally live the life complete opposite and say, you slept equivalently in the day as you did at night, and you equivalently would get up and have it still would be going another thing. I was uh, one of our coworkers were telling us that uh, depression stems from not getting like natural chemicals from like the sun too. Uh-huh, like mm-hmm. vitamin D for real, and like you you don't get do. that. You don't get that. You fucking start to just deteriorate. Oh, you're sleeping past the sun hours, you know, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and you literally all you see is. Like there are a lot of like, there are literally like natural things you need, like, you know, whether it's from, you know, the earth, outside, the sun, you know, the foods we put in our body, like all that stuff. Like, even if like your diet, even diet can help your mental health. Oh yeah. Dieting, just exercise. Uh Uh-huh. Like I know for me, um, like being like, you know, have being an addict and stuff and not active in my addiction, just to put that out there. But, uh, going through the, the mental, like the chemical imbalances and stuff that tie into having that addictive personality um when i was eating really well and stuff like that and going to the gym it was like such a it like exerted so much energy Mm -hmm. adhd too yeah so it just it helps like relieve a lot of excess like 
almost, I don't even know how to explain that. There's just like this dead energy and it's sometimes it's just sitting there in you. It's either going to go bad or it's going to go good or it's, you don't know where to put it. And I think the exercising really kind of yeah, I, 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 I mean, that. I used to be mm-hmm. fucking like eight, 80, 70 pounds lighter than I am now. Like when Shit, I, when, when I was yeah. with my, uh, <laughs> right before I met my um, ex fiance, I uh, was going to the gym a lot and, and exercising. And then I met her and it's kind of like, okay, you get in a relationship. You don't really give a fuck anymore. So you stop going. And then you start, then we, I think what stems really where I can pinpoint where my depression, I would say depression. I've never been clinically yeah, told anything. Uh-huh. Is like clinically diagnosed. Yeah, yeah. Diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is probably like like after being with her for two years, we started drinking heavily every fucking day. Mm-hmm. Like it would be like, oh, you know, go let's get food and get fucking alcohol, and we drink, and we'd get home from work and get fucking drunk, and I drank and drank and drank and drank, and I believe like that's where it started, and then even was that fucking 20 2018 and then obviously drinking a lot when we were together and then we broke up and then that's when i like fucking went on bingers like Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. was blacked out two three days in a row and not remembering shit and kept drinking and drinking and Even when I got sober for the, you know, nine, ten months that I was sober, I was, that didn't help. Mm-hmm. I was still fucking depressed. And even in this past relationship, <clears throat> I felt like I wasn't enough of myself to be enough for her mm-hmm. because I was depressed. So, did you like dealing with stuff and not knowing exactly what you're doing? Yeah. And you just don't really feel mm-hmm. like, even when people say they're there and you have everybody to talk to, it doesn't feel like it. Just because it's you're in your no, that's true. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So you could have a bunch of people like around you, something. and you still feel like you're alone. Yeah, which sounds crazy, but it's just. I mean, that's part of this being is how, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. So I think that's what I've been dealing with. I think there was. I think I've been constantly depressed for four years. So does that where you? Because I guess we should kind of go around and like kind of just like say kind I of know, chapters. I know. Like, so are you saying that's kind of like in your life? Do you feel like? That's when you, that's when you would say that maybe you start having like mental health issues. No, or you, would you say like? Do you feel like? That's when it like fucking like, like you escalated. You that's when that's I feel like I personally that, realized it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or do you feel like that's something that you had like also like in younger years? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I was really depressed when I was younger. I know when my parents started doing like foster care and adopting kids, I was pissed. Mm-hmm. Because like oh you should just be me and my other two siblings like typical like most yeah kids, but most like I had a I was I had a pretty awesome like upbringing and then high school was amazing and then I think when I started doing drugs after high school I didn't think I was depressed then but I mean when you look back at it it could be I was depressed and I was taking the drugs to fucking not be depressed uh, but I think yeah like when I started drinking. Like, alcohol, I don't care what anyone says. I think alcohol is the worst drug. Oh, I a hundred, I honestly a thousand percent agree with my dad. Because, alcohol like, when you take, like, meth or dude. cocaine or anything like that, like, it's a different thing in your brain. But when for you're sure, an alcoholic sure. or you drink a lot, like, it is a downer. Well, not only that, too, it's so mm. normalized because you can go in the store and you can buy it. It's, yeah, and it's legal. it's just so accessible. <laughs> and I mean, like, I mean, think about it, like, a gallon... A gallon of cheap vodka, like, some people really just 
drown themselves. And not only if, if people don't realize if you've ever been to like rehab or if you know anyone who's been an addict or anything like this, alcoholism is like that detox. Most rehabs won't even take an alcoholic. It's the hardest you have, the detox. They have to go in the hospital. Yeah, I've. Uh, I mean, you can even go into a regular rehab and detox off heroin, suboxone, yeah. things like this that are also pre hardcore allotted. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you, but but when you're an alcoholic, that detox, it, it, you can you can die. Yeah. you can die trying to, to detox from alcohol. Yeah, yourself. Jesus, that's and crazy. then the deterioration on your on your liver and your body. Like my dad is, my dad is like literally. We always make this joke. He's been pregnant <clears> for like ten years because he's got this giant extended. Sorry, pops, but this giant extended belly. You know, and all this thing. I mean, he's never really kind of upfront about his medical stuff. He's kind of a man's man and keeps things. So I don't know, but he's got to have like liver and this. And I know he's got gout. And yeah. He's got to have tons of other things. I mean, my dad just is always. My, my grandpa was also a big drinker, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, <clears throat> detox from alcohol. I mean, it wasn't easy. When I first got off of it, I was like sick all the time. Yeah. I was basically living with Sam because I was fucking sick, throwing up all the time. Mm-hmm. I'd have. Fucking, my face was always flush. I felt weak oh, all the time. Oh, yeah, like that, that, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I basically, but now, you know, every once in a while, it's, I, I, I drink, but it's not, yeah, I want to consider myself healthy. like, uh, yeah, because I've gotten that under control, which is one thing. Now the next demon is my fucking brain. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that, like, uh, talking to Colin, he deals with shit too that, and I mean, you deal with shit too. Like I know a lot of people deal with it. So it's nice not knowing that you got to do it all alone. Or like maybe you're not the only person who feels like that. Like a lot of people get comfort knowing, oh shit, okay. Because otherwise, you think to yourself something so unormal. You know, you start telling yourself all these things, and it's like when you find out other people have the same. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. What? Exactly. Yeah, that's I'm not, true. I'm not like, super far off track. Like yeah. you sit there and try to put on a face for people, mm, and then you, the and you see all these other people that are like. Everyone's just wearing a face. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, some people sure. can be generally happy, but, like, like you see all these other people, as like, and then you talk to them, like, Colin, you know, I didn't know he had, he was getting on any type of medication or anything like that. And then he's like, yeah, I went and got it. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, you know, that's my next step. Um, yeah. And then I know one thing that's, like, stopped me really from, like, trying to get help or anything like that is I don't want to get, like, addicted to anything again. Mm-hmm. That's which, fair, yeah. Which, again, I just need to go, t- you know, talk to them and let them know, hey, I don't know if I want pills. Is there other forms? Yeah. Well, what they would do probably is, at first, they're going to talk to you, kind of evaluate whether it's, like, a chemical imbalance or something, or, like, maybe it's something you can, like, literally talk through. You get some sort of um, resources through, like, beh- like, communicational therapy and stuff like this in order for you to, like deal yeah you know because there are some people who like are on medication for so long and they're tired of being on it so they have to find other ways to to deal to kind of compensate and have more uh like mental control or try to you know what i'm saying be able to level themselves out when i went to the doctor and they had like this little thing i guess they do every year i didn't even go for this it was just like the thing they were doing and you had to fill out the sheet about like your mental health and like depression and Mm -hmm. stuff and i Gave him the sheet and stuff, and my doctor asked me, he's all like, you know, does this affect, like, your everyday life? And I said, sometimes, you know. And he asked me how I wanted to do it, right? He said, this is how he worded it, too. It's fucking weird. He said, there are two types of people. There's people who don't mind taking medicine, right, for it. And he's like, there's people that don't want to take medicine 
and rather do that. So he's like, what type of person are you? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't mind taking medicine. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So now they put me on antidepressants. So okay. doing that. But mm-hmm. I was just kind of weird because it's just like, it's so just like, it feels like it should be more than just, two questions. what do you, do you want counseling or you want pills? It's kind of like, I feel like you should go deeper into that, but. It's kind of like a clinic. I, mean, yeah. I don't feel like they're going to give two shits, really. But. You know, um, we I don't know if you guys were both there, but do you remember? We were having that that conversation. I'm only laughing because I'm trying to give her a nickname. With uh, Lady Jolly Joint. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. Frito-Lay. And uh, she was very open about how she's. She um she has certain me- mental diagnoses and she takes medication for them actually. Yeah, she's told me and it's, and it's one helpful. of them. Mm. I will. I'm not gonna throw out her. Yeah. Shit, but. Yeah. but I was just saying, you know, that's another person. Like you know, I know one time my mom had mentioned that. I think when she, her and my dad first divorced, she had gone on some sort of. She said it helped a lot because there's definitely a lot of things I have in common with my mom that I see like when I'm interacting and stuff like this. That I was like, you know, it's anxiety is like out of control sometimes. Yeah, it's really, what's probably the most. You know, for me right I, now, is my anxiety. I, I see like a lot of uh, <clears throat> like I know a lot of people at our work take pills and, and run out for their help. Yeah, but if you notice, it's one of those things too. It's like it's mostly females. You know, not I a lot of men that go and take care of themselves and get this shit done. It's because it's that, like... It's a stigma. It's, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. It's that thing where you're like, I can't really show, like, this because yeah. I got to be like this. It's like, no, nah, bro. Like That's part of one of my friend I was telling you guys about earlier, my very close friend who um, is super lost in, in their addiction and their, in their mental health. Like, they have, like, multiple personality disorder, addiction, and they're active in their addiction and um, a whole bunch of other things going on. But um, that's one of the big things every time I try to communicate and help this person to reach out is the stigma of man and this and this and just so headstrong. And even growing up when he had things where his his family were trying to get help and resource for him that he just felt so like he, I just, he yeah. can't even recognize, he feels he's fine. They feel like they're fine. And they just literally like want to acknowledge or refuse. So stubborn, but it's a big thing in men. It is. You know? I don't even communicate with my family about any of this shit. I mean, like, I, mean I don't either, like barely. Like, I feel bad. My mom called me this morning. I didn't even call her back. Because hmm. I just, like, I feel like it's just going to be the same thing. I miss you. We should get together. And then I just don't fucking act on it. It's because a lot of times it just feels so, like, draining to even just have, like, these kind of conversations. Like, yeah. And I know that my mom's going to ask me, how you doing? And I'm going to lie to her. Yeah. And it happens all the time. It's like, and then it just feels like one of those things. It's like, I feel like I want to, I don't want to rely on them for help. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I know, uh, like you said, the men mental thing, I was reading something that I think there's like a whole movement for like 22 a day, 22 men kill themselves every day. Jesus. That's crazy. That's or so or it's 22 suicides every day. I, I don't remember if it's that, but I think it's men, like 22 male suicides every single day. I was like, God damn. That's a, that's a number that needs to get down. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, seriously. That's, that's, horrible. that's sad. You know, rest in peace to all those people. And, you know, hopefully their hearts are, you know, obviously so. Because that's, that's, to even think about, like, because, I mean, growing up, I would say for me, my mental health probably started super young. My parents were fucking 
pretty fucking cruel on me for my weight. And I mean, I wasn't even like one of those Maury episode obese kids. Yeah. I just was heavier than my siblings. And my mom is a very petite woman. She's probably like 5'4", like 100 bucks wet. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with her fake plastic surgery shit. Yeah. She's just, I mean, we are just the complete opposite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, they were super hard on me growing up. And that gave me such a huge complex on my whole entire life. Probably until this last year. My whole entire life revolved around, like, anxiety and, and, and depression and stuff against, like, my weight and stuff. Yeah. They were cruel. Yeah, for sure. And so I definitely know a lot of decisions I made growing up. Because I literally had, like, I didn't have anybody telling me just who I was is completely fine. It was always, you're not this, you're not this, the way you are is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. So literally, you go out, instead of living your life and living your life for you, you're living your life to live up to hopefully being enough for every single yeah, other person. Yeah, all, their others, all the then, standards that they've placed yeah, on, and then on you. Being a late bloomer, once I started, it was all just about, oh shit, I can be look like this and get this attention or do these things, and it really goes about being more in awe of like and getting that and trying to prove yourself every time. And so you're literally going down every wrong avenue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so then, then the addictive part in this, I started probably using, um, using my DOC probably like around like 18, 18, 19, you know, that was probably when it was real tough and into my early twenties. But other than that, it was just like partying and shit like that. So that addictive personality, plus then that all that kind of stuff, and now it's mainly like my anxiety is probably what's bad because all those mental health things from my parents, I've definitely like completely overcome, especially in the last year. I don't even feel like that's like I was telling my friend today. I said literally, my worth is so high. I could literally go into the middle of the street, butt ass naked, and literally not even flinch or be yeah. scared. Like I would all, I just would get arrested. and I don't want to do that. Right. I said, but I literally <laughs> could go out and be butt naked and be completely comfortable with my body and not even think twice. Yeah. You know, and that took fucking. I definitely that built took that like, confidence up too. Cause I don't give that a shit. That took like twenty five years because my parents were hard on me young. Yeah. Like I mean, my dad used to kick me under the table when we were at dinners and shit like that to like be like, hey, did you stop eating? Or he'd make me drink two glasses of water before I even got to eat my meal while everyone's like, it was like pretty, it was rough. Damn, that's like And then that was my father figure. So that's the male figure I also also already have like a negative outlook on, well, okay, so I'm trying to prove myself to a guy and men are looking at me like this. So, but so that took like 25 years to finally be like, yeah, that's traumatic. Yeah. That's abuse. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, yeah. It may, it's maybe it's not like a crazy, like, you know, belt, like whipping, like oh, shit no, like that. Too, he's an alcoholic. Okay. But <laughs> it's, it's, crazy, it's, it's mental abuse. Yeah. That's yeah. mentally abusing. Yeah. And so I mean, that's you get, why... I think it's harder. Getting mentally abused is so much harder to overcome than, than physical, physical abuse. Oh, hundred percent. Cause yeah, like you got hit, you got, you know, anything like that. You're like, okay, you know, that pain goes away. Uh-huh. But the mental shit dwells because you can't that's, fucking yeah. just... Yeah. That's long-term damage. Yeah. And then you have to rewire yourself, which is why I kept getting into these toxic relationships. That's why I probably with my ex, all the narcissism and manipulation and the what he was providing was enough. But all that, even till now, yeah. the communication is so fucked because I fall into that toxicity because of the like... And even though it's like, dude, I'm like way up here. Not even like being like fool of myself or something, but like just even in the sense of not even like where I am in career wise, but just I'm a fucking good person. Yeah. yeah. And oh, in yeah. my life, I'm completely like whole, you know, to where, you know, so it's just that rewiring is tough. It is tough. And, and you can also, 
you can rewire so much and then like but five still, six still, years down the road just something clicks again and you're like oh and then you feel like you're fucking the smallest person oh, all that sure, fucking work sure. just and you feel like the world just crashes yeah. down on you and then you don't know like how did i get here all of a sudden again and then you that's you know that's like a couple weeks ago I called out on that weekend because I just, I, I couldn't even get out of bed. Sometimes you just need to have, a, like, a mental health thing. Because, yeah. like, I personally, like, being in that position, like, I feel like if people have the time, you gotta, you gotta take a day for yourself. It doesn't matter. The world is not gonna end, and everything is still gonna have to move forward. Take a day for yourself. Yep. Take a day, because, um, actually, somebody sent me, oh, we probably can't. Because of fucking what's that? A copyright shit. Yeah. What kind of music is it? It's not even music, but it's a it's a little interview, and this guy has this quote or whatever, and he talks about this story or something like this. But basically, I'll just sum it up. So basically, it was talking about how the goals in the future and all those things they're always going to be there. Just focus on like your next step. Oh, I think it's Jason Peterson. You're I think right. His it's, name. He kind of has like a a voice like that a little bit. It's like a deep but like high pitched voice. I don't know. I want to say he had more of an accent. Yeah, it's but a little bit of an the, accent. But the story was about a boy and a horse. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Jason. Yeah, some about a boy and the horse, and um, it, they're out in the woods and it's dark, and the boy asks the horse, you know, he tells him, "Hey, I can't see," and the horse goes, oh, "Okay, well, you know, can can you see your next step?" And he said, "Yeah." He said, "Okay, well, just take that. Just worry about that. Yeah, you know, you'll eventually get where you got to go, but you know, so it's something like this." Yeah, that guy, I think if it's the same guy, he does a lot of, like, motivational speeches okay. like that. Which is kind of, like, just same thing, like, you know, the serenity prayer and stuff like that in NA and addiction. So it was like, you know, um, it, you know, just for today. Just yeah. focus on today. Yeah, you don't need to be sober for the next week. Just be sober for today. Yeah, like, it focus on, you know, just for today, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because otherwise... Take it, take it day by day, otherwise the overwhelming... Exactly. All of that yeah. just, I mean, it could be, like, there are days where I go, like, my house, I look like a fucking hoarder. My house is so fucked up because, like, can't get my mental capacity together so i mm-hmm. also want to find help and stuff like this especially like with my kids and there are times where i pop up it's just so unnecessary but i have this anxiety and it's like i'll have mm-hmm. a moment to try to overcome and like get stuff done and i just <sighs> fucking just crumble yeah. yeah no i feel that i crumble a lot especially lately um what about you colin yeah colin. you've been kind of quiet yeah uh, uh my shit like i don't know I don't even know how it's even fucking, like, gotten to where it's at because I don't feel like anything in my life has, like, brought me to justifying how I've been depressed and stuff or how, like, like I have really bad anger issues. Like, it's fucked. Really? Sometimes, bro. You know what's crazy? Because, like, I mean, you hide it pretty well. I mean, Dude, actually, all I, I do, can tell when you're really pissed, though. All I do is bottle that shit yeah. and bring it home. That's what happens. You know, too, sometimes it's not even about your upbringing. Sometimes just be, like, not having the right tools to organize where your feelings need to go. Yeah, it's fucked. It's been, like, I fucking started to notice when this was happening when I lost my grandma in, like, when it's sophomore year or something. Okay, so that's, that's quite some time ago. Yeah, so that's when I felt like it was really starting to, like, show itself and stuff. And, like, I was never diagnosed with it, but, like counselors at school and stuff said yeah it seems like you probably have that and it's like well fuck like seeing it's like okay that's tough to hear as a kid you know but it just I, yeah like you said i never fucking really got like the tools to like handle that and i feel like it's just gotten progressively worse and stuff and the problem is i'll bottle it up so bad 
and I don't even try to. I remember specifically when I actually saw it bottle itself up is when my dad was in the hospital, right? Yeah. And I go to visit him, right? And he, because it was like COVID, so you can only have like one visitor a day, uh-huh. right? I surprised him with a visit, right? And I was like, okay, you know, it's cool because I haven't visited him in a bit. He goes and I go and he fucking says to me, you know, he's like, why are you here, right? I said, oh, because I came to visit. He said I should come visit. He's like, he got upset because he could only have one visitor and my mom's the one that goes and visits. And I'm like, okay, I came here after work, working my whole shift to come see you now. And I got like fucking like so upset. I did not want to talk to him, but I just felt myself just go and that just get absorbed back and i was like okay whatever we're good but i know it was just like it's crazy you know you almost I've, had a split i almost like lost my shit but then i felt it just you know work its way back you know, in i'm not I'm gonna like, lie it's like it's like it's in your gut right yeah oh i get that too i used to have really bad anger issues too growing up like especially like in high school mm-hmm. or even right before high school i'd say right before high school like middle school like eighth grade year seventh grade year and i just get so fucking mad and i Especially, like, when you go to ask for something or do something. Especially mm-hmm. with my parents. I guess it's more with my parents. It, I would... They'd be like, oh, you can't go or whatever. And I'd feel it. Like, you could, like, legitimately feel it. Yeah. Rising up through your chest. And then you either make a decision to fucking let it out or you hold it back. Because if you let it out, you, you get your ass kit beat. I get my ass beat. But if I held it back, then it's like, okay. And then that fucking... We'd be on to the next argument. With that anger, though, it's, like, anytime. It's crazy because it'll just be, like, little shit that I'll get, like, real pissed at. And it's, like, nothing to be pissed at that I should get that mad over. And it's fucking ridiculous. It happens so all the time. it's just, like, probably excess anger being, like, being, like, it's just like in the wrong area. That and stress and stuff. Because, like, if something happens at work, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, this is fucking bullshit. I've seen right? you go over, like, I'm like, what's up? And you're like, I'm fucking pissed. Right? But a lot of times <laughs> it'll happen. Shit, it'll yeah. be shit like that right at work. Right, it'll be like stuff that happens like outside of work and stuff. Right, it will just all be like I'll just keep it in, and the problem is, like I said, I'll bring that home. Right, and the person that's got to deal with that is your fiance, yeah. fiance, which is fucked. Cause, How often yeah, does it happen though? All the time, and I feel like a dick all the time for it. Cause like the reason it's it's because I feel comfortable enough to just be like. You let it out to her. Let it out, but it's also not fair because it's like she always has to deal with it. And it's like, it's never usually like she pisses me off, but then she'll do something, right? And somehow my mind will just be like, let it out. And then it'll just be like, lose my shit. And it's like, bro, it's not fair. She gets it and she does shit like that too, but it's like, I feel like a dick every time. I feel like I'm apologizing for it every fucking day. And it's like, bro, like, what the fuck? I get what you're saying because that's how I feel with the kids. Like, I'm so stressed out and tired and exhausted and, like, dealing with, like, uh-huh. their dads or not necessarily, you know, but, but, like, just dealing with, you know, different stuff and dealing with, like, the ex and dealing with, like, past stuff with their dads or whatever, so on and so forth. And it's just, like, and then, you know, it necessarily work. Like, it doesn't overwhelm me that much, but it's just more, like, Tired from the shift. Tired I think that's yeah. Dude, that's what I'm yeah. The fact that I feel like I don't have days off. I can't take care of stuff, and then I have to like go and be mom and stuff. My kids definitely get a lot of like un unnecessary like anger lash outs for sure. Like guaranteed, they're probably the most because like there is. You're right. That was like such a like a thing to say. Like it's because it's comfortable. Yeah. Like because I I will say like 
it is more comfortable to like completely like for me it's easy for me to kind of just put some things back and kind of but when you get around people you're really comfortable with that's when like all your ugly shit comes out because you just feel free to just let it out yeah you know what i'm saying and it just kind of you know and i think for me it's because not growing up with enough confidence to maybe speak up like not having people stand up for you mm-hmm. you have to learn to communicate but then also Growing up trying to please everybody, being oh, yeah, hundred percent, you get stuck in worrying. And it's like even though I don't give a fuck what people think I can't. Like you care about how people like, and it's just exactly you naturally make decisions going about that instead of like just saying what you want to say in that exact moment. It's hard just to give it. a shit about people. Like you know, you naturally just care about people and stuff. But it is a lot. Fucking it's giving so a shit mentally about draining. To it like, fucking just oh like, my god. Especially when you have a bigger friend group. I'm not gonna lie, we yeah. have a big fucking friend group, dude. It, it, I feel like sometimes I'll pick and choose mm-hmm. on what I'm gonna do. Like when it comes to like birthdays or Christmas or anything like that, it's because it's like it's so mentally exhausting to try and think of everything and see, think of everyone how everyone can be pleased when mm-hmm. really they they rather they probably just be fine if you fucking show up. Yeah. Or just be there. You don't have to, like, go out and put all this effort in. You know, but you it. put that in your head, like, all the time. You put this time. in your head, like, if I don't get them a present or if I don't fucking do this or that. It's like they're All the time, too. Me. Like, Christmas especially. It's like, bro, I feel like I get you something that's like, bro, I don't feel like this is enough. And it's like, yeah, I it's know. probably just good enough that you got them something. But it's just like, oh, my God. I felt yeah. like that. Was, and then I, if you feel like you get someone else something, it's like, man, I feel like I got them something better than them. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. yeah. Just, like, that's why I fucking hate the holidays. Yeah. I hate the holidays too. I feel like I like so much pressure, bro. For real, it feels like, but it's my own mind putting pressure on myself, yeah. and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, all I did this year for Christmas, be, you guys oh, did a lot of stuff. I just got him and you and Danny fucking gifts because I was like, I, next I, year, I next year, yeah. Well, yeah, and you. Next year, I feel like it's gonna be like that because, bro, it's you tough. know what? I learned something from someone when I was younger. Well, not younger, but like a couple years back, she told me that she used to do the same thing. She used to be like, oh, every year, you know, I know these people, they're my friends. She's like, she would get people gifts that were pertinent in her life at that moment. No, that's, that's good. Cause... So it's like, instead of getting the whole friend, like, like, I love the friend group, but I hadn't seen any of them. I haven't seen any of them since fucking Friendsgiving. That's true. Any of them. I've only seen you. We tried to have one on here, but he bailed. And then everybody just keeps getting sick or yeah. they're busy with stuff. And it's like, everybody has their own life. But yeah. it's like, I didn't get anybody else in the friend group anything because I haven't fucking seen him. Well, I just feel like the friend group, especially this year, right, has just been like... It's falling apart. It's like, yeah, bro. But everybody's got so many different schedules. Everybody's got shit going on, so I get it, but it's just like, this year has really felt like the group has just been like... It's gone. It's not gone, but it's... But it's like, We still have like, we still communicate, it's just... It's like a rare occasion if we ever all together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that also, I think, I feel like has like weighed a lot on my mental health. Dude, like seeing people. Also, too, I feel like as an adult, you should kind of already be aware. Like, man, like people have lives and that. It would be a lot for me to really expect a gift from every single one of my friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or family members, even. One of my biggest things that we've talked about on the pod, like we said, our biggest fear is like losing people, and it's like legit, like being alone and stuff. That's how I feel. Like anytime, like we'd get into like something, like for example, uh, I don't remember what his fucking nickname is on the fucking thing. I think it was like no, it's a uh, is he in our friend group? He's someone you don't like. Oh, fucking Wiener Skeddy. Wiener Skeddy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. Everyone knows who the fuck that. If you know, you know. <laughs> okay. But uh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll, 
I don't know if I've told you that story. I'll tell you that off the pod. Okay. It's a good story. Okay. It's my favorite. No, we're not gonna tell that on okay. the exclusive. Okay. Fuck. Okay. That's a person. That's a personal story. Okay. But uh, no, nah, I remember when like he would do stupid shit. I mean, he's kind of not done stupid shit now. He's just kind of something else now. But back in the back in the thing when he would like do that, and that big thing happened. You know, the big thing that like made us go like. Oh, uh, where Daddy C. Yeah, we're, uh, what do you call it? Uh, he's like, like banned. Well, he's like, he basically was like exiled, kind of, yeah. right? It was just like, exiling him, even though I'm the one that had to deal with him the most that night, right? Was like one of the hardest fucking things ever. Even if they are a piece of shit and do shit to you, right? It's hard for me just to go, man, fuck that guy. Because I put time and effort into these fucking people. Yeah. And, stuff. Mm-hmm. and it's like, I feel like if I just go, fuck that, it's like all that time was wasted. I've lost a lot of friends over the years, and... That sucks. It's tough. Like bro. my entire like high school friend group, I, there's only one person I talk to still. I have a few, but I never can see them. A couple live like one lives in Washington, one lives in Connecticut or New Hampshire. Uh, my friend, girlfriend, she where she moves, she's in Oregon. And then my my other friend, he he just he has day shift hours. He works in like yeah. Um, my buddy lives on the East Coast. It's hard when they move politics far. Politics and yeah. stuff like this, and and, and yeah. he lives like not far. It looks like in the Tomas or something. And it's just, but I mean, like me working graveyard hours and then being a mom, like I can't. Like after five, when people usually go have dinner and go out, I can't. Like I'm putting probably kids, asleep or putting, putting kids, kids to bed, yeah. making them dinner, like get you know what I'm saying. And then next thing you know, I gotta go to work and I work at night. That's the problem with people. They don't like. Well, you know, it's people who don't understand like the graveyard shit. When you have like days off, you don't really have two days off. You have one day off. Unless Dude. you've ever worked graveyard, because I remember my, my ex used to be like, oh, I look, I don't see, I understand. And then he did like maybe two or three graveyard shifts at this one job he had. And he hated it. But he used to rag and rag and be like, oh, you're sleeping all the time with this. And he used to make me feel like shit. And I would be so tired but depressed and going through all these things. And yeah. I feel like I have to get up to like, make him happy i have to get spend time because otherwise he's gonna go like he would basically throw my face oh well you know if you're not gonna be my friend you know i can find the girl at work and be that they're gonna be my friend i'm gonna basically like have someone else's time and it's always like okay i have to get up otherwise my fucking fiance is gonna go invest time in somebody else like what the fuck fuck? oh it was such a fuck so that's that other as the mental yeah it does i won't lie that that i felt like kind of drained on me too with this past past relationship it's because i would I was always tired. I was always fucking tired. Your days off aren't days off. You nope. really only have one full day yeah. off. And then... Because you're you sleeping gotta, the whole other when day. When are you going to do your laundry? Because like... Uh, oh, yeah, you, the you one full day off, you day, have to like... But damn, man. You sleep hard. the whole fucking day your first day off. Yeah, like, and then... Like, props the, to Commander Kuh. That bitch is a boss. Oh, like, I know. She like... And I mean... But I will say, when you integrate working out stuff like this, but even when she wasn't that, she like... She gets up and she's a majority of the day with her family. Yeah, she's, you know, she's, she's cooking, cleaning her house. Bro. Her home is immaculate. Yeah, I wish that's how I was functioning. She handles fucking business. Fucking props to you, Kamanika. She does drugs on the side. She's a boss. But yeah, you gotta like that. Yeah, that whole first, the second day off though, you gotta you gotta find a way to. Have time for yourself. Uh-huh. Do your shit you need to do. Have time with your significant other if you even get time. Mm-hmm. All this shit plays into it. And it also weighs down your mental health. 100%. And like today, I'm not even gonna lie. I get I got up at like seven seven thirty. I only got like fucking three hours of sleep last night. And I did my laundry. And you know what? That's a fucking victory for me. I today. like three yeah. hours. All my fucking laundry. Yeah, I like three hours of broken sleep yesterday. Today, I think I got maybe a solid three and a half four. 
Yeah, I'm a crash and, tonight. And then, um, yeah, I want to say you got a solid three or four. That's the thing. I don't know what it is, but I feel like my body knows that it's not nighttime. Yeah. And so it wakes me up. If, if I, it, it makes it like when I go to bed after work, it's like I'm taking two, three, four naps. Trying to stay asleep. Because, like like you're saying, naturally your body shouldn't be sleeping at these hours and stuff. That's why I feel like it's extra hard to fall asleep in the morning and stuff. Because you just feel like, I should not be asleep at this time and stuff. But even knowing you're tired, it's like... I fall asleep, but I can't anymore. I can't I And then on your days off, it almost feels like your body's trying to flip back to a normal schedule. And it's like, you fuck yourself every time trying to go back to work on oh, top yeah, of that. Oh, yeah. You do. Oh, yeah. Because I go to bed, like, man, I'll be like, okay, 8 o'clock, kids, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm in done bed. today. But then I'll be, like, waking up at, like, fucking 4 in the morning. Uh-huh. Oh, no, not And I'm me. like, okay, now well, I gotta I fucking... To that's uh-huh. it. Like, Dude. I am so tired. Like, literally, that's why I don't even have time for myself. Because, like, you know, usually, you know, put the kids to bed, maybe so. Fuck that. I'm going to bed. Let's go to bed. I want to yep. sleep. I'm tired. Yep. It's shitty. But so, Colin, you said that that's when you felt, like, all that anger and stuff. Yeah, it's just... So, where are you at now? Like, what kind of stuff are you dealing with now? Fuck. <laughs> It's just go straight into it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It's a, it's a really tough situation, bro. So, yeah, I don't know if I know my dad doesn't. What the fuck does he do? <laughs> Except like a couple of things, but I don't know if my mom or my sister even listen to this. So whatever. If you do, sorry, but I'm just gonna fucking say it. My dad yeah. is basically like, basically, he fucked himself. That's just what it's come down to. He's fucked himself. He has not figured his shit out with diabetes and stuff, and he has completely just fucked himself. He's got both legs amputated, right? He's got his fucking hand basically amputated. He has no fingers on the right side. It's literally just like a nub. And he's about to lose two more on his left hand and probably going to lose the rest if we're being fucking honest. Because you were saying something about how you noticed how the color were changing. Bro, it went literally, it was not even like a whole like week. It went from purple on his ring finger, right, to charred black and like a fucking like shit where you could almost see bone. Like the first time I remember seeing it, you could see bone on his fucking right hand. Damn, bro. It's fucked. And it's, it's because he didn't. He doesn't. He still doesn't fucking do anything. He like, doesn't take care of himself. It's because I feel like it now. He's, bef- he's giving up. Bef- yeah, exactly. Like but he's one hundred percent giving up. Before it was like, hey, you know, oh, it's whatever. I can have this or that and stuff, right? And he would constantly say, oh, I'll just take like insulin and stuff. That's not how it works, bro. You fucking do like, that to combat it. To combat it. If you do that, you're going to fuck yourself, right? I don't know a lot about it. Because I, I mean, I'm diabetic, You're so I got to do. I'm new being yeah, too, right? It's good that you started, you caught it, and then you also have a nurse fiance who exactly. fucking helps so, you. And you're obviously taking your shift tickets. Exactly. Yeah. But him, he's just like, I'll do that and do this. And it's like, no, you do that combination, you're fucking yourself in. Look at the result right now. So he's like that. And now he's at the point where it's like, I'm just fucked anyway, so what's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, bro. And then that that's crazy. He'll go, like, I'll take him to like his appointments, right? And then. The very first, after his doctor tells him, well, you're basically, there's nothing we can do about it. It's just basically an anthem. Like, he'll go, man, worry about wanting to eat, going to, like, fast food and eating. It's like, bro, that just blows my fucking mind how, like, that can be the priority right now when you're fucked. He's in this spot, and I've said this a couple of times, that he's too sick to get better, yeah, you have, yeah. but not sick enough to die. And it's like, we have this me my mom not really my sister but my sister 
Like how you talk, it's nowhere near as bad as how you talked about it. Your sister doesn't really like your dad either, right? No, because of like your reasons. Oh, she be he was fucking an asshole to her. Yeah. And you know, I it's not. I say this. I love him, right? He was never bad to me, really. But I still see this shit. I love my sister. Me and my sister are very close. So it's Uh like seeing this shit over the years, and now like getting to this where she's like this. I was like, I have no fucking. There's. I don't shame her for fucking going and being like this because. He was an asshole to her. Like, it's fucked. Yeah. But, yeah. um... What the fuck? You're mad at your dad. I resent him for all that. I resent him for not getting his shit better now to the point where now my mom is basically having to work her shifts every day, right? She has, like, her weekends, right? What does she do? Oh. She okay. works at... Uh, oh, gas okay. station. It's fine. Yeah. But, uh... But she does that, right? And even though... But she'll work... It's a long her, shift, though, because sometimes you guys end up covering and... Over time, all the time. That's a lot of work to do inside of... But it's like like she goes from her one job to the rest of the night is the other job because she has to basically be the caretaker now and stuff. And like he can't do anything anything anything. by himself. And it's going to get to the point where it's like he's not going to be able to use his fucking other hand and it's like, what is he supposed to do? And it's like, my sister said this and I'm getting... It was crazy, I think. When did we do our draft together? That was like two years ago. (sighs) Last time I saw his dad, he was whole. Yeah. Now he's just fucked. He was like, you know, he looked sick, mm-hmm. but he had everything. That's it's that's so that's got to be so like I can't even imagine like because you're literally it's draining, watching bro. somebody you love like slowly die, slowly die, <laughs> and then you care so much because you're losing them and they don't care anymore because they're going. It's so. But fucked. then you're watching them literally make the worst decision every time. When if you look back, I mean, literally two years. Two years, two years that's two. not a long time. No. That, if he used, and then you're like, oh, if you use this much time, you could have been, and now we're all in this position, and it's like, you don't care at all. And it's fucked because it's just like. But we all care that you're in this position, but you don't care. You guys are, it's kind of like you are basically just helping him along to death. And it's fucked because it's like, right? we're all, yeah, it's like we have a, what do you call it, a. Like a, not hospice, not a hospice nurse, but no, but uh, not like that. It's like a, uh, it's not. Ca- it's like caretaker exhaust. I forget what the word. Oh, was. you were told me. Oh uh, yeah, the diagnosis. Um, caretaker exhaustion or something. It's uh, uh, burnout. Bur- yeah, caretaker, caretaker burnout. Yeah. That's what burnout. it is. Yeah. And it, and I'm feeling that tough right now. And it's like, bro. And it's like I don't go even now. Like I've like cut back on going to like do that. Which shout out to my mom because she's just fucking having to do all of it right now. So it's like, fuck. But uh, what do you call it? I feel that's so bad to the point where it's like anytime he says like I'm in pain or something, I just don't give a shit. Like it's fucked to say, but it's yeah. like every time he says it, I just don't fucking care. Yeah, because yeah, in your head you kind of you. I'm in already your head. It's like you you're you fucking do this too. You're dead. In my mind. It's fucked. Like, it's fucked to say, but it's like, bro. Sorry. I know. It's like... I know. It's fucked to say, but it's like, bro, we are all prepped, right, for you... To meet your end. To be dead, right? Yeah. But you're not. And I don't know how. He had, like... He had, like, a heart attack, and he, like... His heart stopped beating. But they brought him back, and I thought that was was it. This was, like, months ago. Does he have so a? So when he was already starting to lose pieces of himself. Does he have a yeah. DNR? No, but you guys I, should get him a DNR. Uh, I know it's like mm-hmm. fuck to say. It's all my mom, really. Oh, okay. Which I get it. It's and her she, husband, she, yeah. she she has like yeah she loves him. 
That's and she's like, he took care of me when I was together? sick and stuff. Huh? Oh. They've been together since uh, fucking, what, 27 years? Jesus. Yeah. And what, what, um, you said your mom was sick before or what? Yeah, when she like was like, yeah, and he was like, she would say like, oh, you know, he helped me when I was sick and stuff. But it's like, bro. And I get the, you know, death do us part, all How that shit. How sick was your mom? Not nowhere near this. I mean, yeah, your mom has So basically, all her... even if she was sick at the point, she probably wasn't letting herself continue that way. She probably was having some sort of initiative to her own life. But he, he is yeah. sick, having no initiative to his own life. But here's the other thing. Like, I get it, right? But it comes to a point where you can't afford to both take care of him and be able to pay, like, rent, like, work and stuff. So it comes down to the point where... Yeah, you want to be there and take care of him, but are you really giving him the best help he could possibly have too? On top of that, so to the point where I'm, where we're saying we should put him in like a care home, basically. I feel like that's like the next step. Honestly, too, yeah. that would help the the strain at least. Well, she has like no music. life well, now least, because yeah, of this but that would help too, the strain right? until that time comes. Yeah, because I mean the weight of when you have to bear, like you said. Uh, caregiver burnout when you mm-hmm. bear that and then by the time it comes all of that excess time where it's just kind of resentment and then you're dealing and dealing and so things are becoming like common so now you don't care as much yeah maybe you would have some more time where it's like okay you could go into that phase better. it makes it hard to appreciate like toward the, the time you have there left, you go. yeah, exactly. And exactly. it's like that's saying. what sucks because I feel like if he was like you know in the home getting twenty four hours like watch over and stuff, right? We would be able to just like you know be like that and then be able to appreciate the time we have left with them, kind of. Yeah. Instead of every day, it's like okay, like every day, it's like it's like work. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I am getting paid to fucking watch him, but yeah, but I you're mean, not, I would you're not do going it, to hang out yeah. with your dad. You're going to work. Yeah. But it's like, I, it's not, I would have done it without being paid, honestly, because like helping my mom, I love my mom. She's like, you know, the greatest to me. So, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and now that I'm working, this is before I even came back. So I was doing that and then I came back and I didn't tell, my uncle's the one paying me. So I said, I didn't tell him that I went back yet. So he probably doesn't think I do anything else, but it's like, bro, I have to go from work. To doing that. And yeah, it's only like four hours a day. But it's a lot. But, but it's like, that's shift. a 12 hour shift. And it's like, that's why my fucking sleep is fucked all the time on top of everything else. Because then I can't just go to sleep as soon as I get home. I'll get home at one. I don't sleep till like two or three. Because it's like, it's hard for me to like, put down my phone, kind of. Like, yeah. Because well, then it feels like I never have time to myself, kind of. Exactly, like, yeah. yeah. And then you have a long commute now, too. Yeah, and on top so, of that, I gotta commute. That's so. exactly how mine comes in play too, because well, I have to commute so far too. Sucks. So it's like commuting, even if even if it's like mine, where it's like it's not that bad. It's like maybe thirty minutes. On top of that, that thirty minutes, you will feel every minute of that thirty minutes because it's just like, oh my god, and like the drive, especially when you're exhausted from work, bro. I be those almost every- asleep on this fucking drive home, dude, sometimes. all the time. Don't do it. It's fucked. I know. I, I have to. I literally slap myself awake when to. I'm coming back. I literally. I have crashed. Um, this was in twenty. What year are we in? This was in 20, 2016. Mm-hmm. In twenty sixteen, I um. Yeah, twenty sixteen. I fell asleep on my home, leaving my old job. And you crashed. I yep. Holy I, shit! I got so lucky because it was one of the back roads leading to the freeway. But that back road, you go 55 or so. 
and I'm I'm I take the turn. I'm going on it. Now there's this property, and the property has this big like um, <clears throat> chain link fence around to cut like shrubs and shit. Like yeah, yeah. But there's this fucking big rig that always parks right there. So literally, I I fell asleep after the turn. I guess I mean I'm going fifty sixty, and I hit hit the ditch whatever. But luckily, because I had hit the ditch and went to the side and that chain link fence. I just kept ramming through it because of the chain link fence. So it slowed me down and it completely en- engulfed my car, and I slowed down into a bush. Otherwise, I would have smacked right into that big rig. That's crazy. At sixty miles per hour. Damn. Yeah. So you gotta. I used so after that point for a little while. I would stop in the the town right after it, and I there's like a Dollar General there, and I would sleep maybe ten. Sometimes I'd sleep like half an hour. Just in my car, or there's a Rayleigh's when you get into the next town, Woodland, and I would, uh, I think it's a Rayleigh's or Safeway, and I would stop mm-hmm. there and I would take my nap there. Gotta, because I mean, shit, dude. Yeah. That's graveyard, why it's graveyard not, life. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not a joke, it's not, bro. It's, it's, joke, it's fuck. That's why it's like on top of that, like, people don't realize, like, you have to do, like, you know, that. In your normal shit. In, 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 yeah. So you're, yeah, we're all, not only are we working, like, similar to, like, you guys, but we're also having to, completely adjust our own like life to this mm-hmm. and it's like it's not easy i remember when i first fucking was adjusting to that and i fucking i was in like a turn lane right and i fucking took the turn and fucking nodded off into that turn and it's what fucked my axle on my old car and fucking bumped the side almost ran into the light post yeah and I, luckily i woke up when i started hearing the freaking thing and turned and it fucked my car pretty fuck yeah mm-hmm. so it's just I, like, I ran into a curb it's hard bro fuck you know, yeah. Well, fucking mental health, <sighs> bruh. That's pretty good. That's a good one. It's like fifty minutes. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a certain time. An hour every fucking time. So, no. you feel better about letting it out? Yeah. Is there anything oh, else you want yeah. to talk about? Or no, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Yeah. So I guess to like all of our pod listeners. You know what I mean? You know, reach out. If you ever guys ever got something on your mind you want to talk about, mental health is important. You know, we're all pretty cool people. Obviously, you probably have your own support in your mm-hmm. life, so on and so forth. But take care of yourself. You know, mental health is a serious thing. You know, don't feel, don't be too stubborn to be healthy. Don't be too stubborn to get yourself happy. Don't be too stubborn to get yourself right. You know what I mean? Life's short. You know, you might as well. I mean, I would think the most I want out of life is to, like, fucking feel happy. Yeah. At yeah. the very fucking least. I don't really care too much about being rich or this or that. You know what I'm saying? Because life's always going to have some sort of fucking obstacle and struggle. But if I could just be die fucking happy, like, content, shit. That's, like, I think that's yeah. a blessing. Take care of yourself. Facts. Facts. Take care of yourself. Keep your head up. Don't kill yourself. Chin up. Chin don't up kill yourself. Yourself. Don't kill yourself. Hashtag 2020. Don't kill you. 2022. Don't kill yourself. Okay. 2022. Okay. Mental health. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down on the table. Don't kill I guess yourself. we should have done more research and done that whole, like, you know, suicide line and this is that, but, you know. 1-800. Y'all have, y'all have, uh, We can post that in the, uh, uh, post edit. Okay, you ever, we'll, we'll you do all that. We'll logic. do all that. We'll That's do all that, but also I know y'all got smartphones to so Google it. Okay, literally put suicide, and Reach I'm pretty sure if you out. type in suicide, it will literally give you the number, honestly. For sure. For sure. We'll be trying. I was going to say, you tested it. I'm pretty sure if you just put suicide or anything about killing yourself, the going. first thing. Yeah. Nice, cool. The first yeah. thing uh, you do is uh, it will pop it up.
Yep. Yep. If you're gonna kill yourself, type suicide, and they got the fucking number. Holler right there. Also, too, not just like you know, mental health stuff, addiction, anything that goes into all those kinds of things. You know, you know, reach out, get help. You know what I'm saying? Also, everyone's gotta kind of ride out their own, ride out their own wave. You know what I mean? But sooner than later, I hope y'all take care of yourselves. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, uh, probably go back to normal after this. <laughs> We just kind of need to get, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. We just kind of need, I just felt like it was good for all of us to kind of just put something out here because we're all just kind of dealing with our own shit. And then y'all can see we're normal people, too. Like, you know, we got, we got other, we got other topics. Yeah. We're not just over here talking shit, saying dumb ass shit, and you guys all laugh and shit. 100%. Which, uh, speaking of which, we want to update, uh, I think we're going to start doing the pod every other Friday now instead of just every fucking week because I feel like we have been, Slacking lately. Fell we off. fell off. We fell off tough, we fell off. bro. But this was a good comeback. This was a good. Uh, I feel like this is a this good is a start good, think, to like. Yeah. For sure. Plus, like, we have so many other things we talk about. Just, I mean, we're just funny people. We can't help it. Yeah, the problem is a lot of times we'll be at work and we'll kind of just like. We gotta stop talking at work. Yeah, we gotta stop talking at work because like, that's where a lot of the good comedy comes is from work. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And we'll already off. get it all out at work, and we won't fucking. We, don't write Talk about this we will yeah, get it will be more quality podcasts if we do it like this because then we'll have so much more time to put together a lot of shit and stuff like that and then you know you'll still get your exclusives if you join cock club join cock club uh cock club. on uh those days as well and then this will give me an opportunity to finally get the videos i'm working with what i will call a ghost editor now so That'll uh, make a lot of Shout shit better. The ghost. ghost editor. Also, yeah, just so you know, uh, our, our, our the people that carry our podcast are not here today. They uh, they took a mental health day as well. So. <laughs> yeah, they fucking did. <laughs> so uh, yeah, sorry if you're looking forward to that. Uh, this Bolin and Kyler will be back next yeah, week. And, next, uh, next pod. Mainbow Mayor as well, maybe. Yeah. No, uh, what's her <laughs> No, her name is, uh, I got it on her. Oh, oh it's, I uh... One, I can't remember either. Uh, podcast personas. <laughs> she is... Corrine uh, Silent Juice. <laughs> <laughs> what, do we still, do you still have, uh... Yeah, Bowling Stearns, Kyler Steen. Ham Kessler. Ham Kessler. <laughs> Ham Kessler will eventually make his debut at some point. Fed bastard. Oh, my God. But, but, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Seriously, ask for help. Get help if you need it. And yeah, if you type suicide in Google, you can get to the hotline real quick. <laughs> so just you know, we got we got a TikTok, we got an Instagram. Shoot, you know, shoot a message. Follow the link tree. Link oh, link tree. Link tr. ee slash horny rooster pod. <laughs> we'll get you everywhere you need to go. So yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, bacock. Bacock.